so hard part. Didn't you have a, a quote about improv you were telling me about? Yeah, something uh, to live by. Some words of wisdom from a... From, from a very wise man. Mm-hmm. They talk about it in acting class, being in the moment, when you're not worrying about where you've been or what you're doing. You're right there. I think that is vital to good acting that is spontaneous. What's up, everybody? This is John Ray, exactly one half of the metaphorical entity known as Mr. Haircut. Today, we've got a very special show for you. At the end of this episode, we will premiere our brand new single called Tidal Motion, which is a tune I wrote a while ago and got my co-host, Jonathan Green, and our guest today, Matt Sickles, to play on. This is the most difficult tune I've ever written, and I didn't actually expect to play it with a band, but these guys rose to the challenge and absolutely crushed it. Seriously, this is some of the most virtuosic drumming and guitaring I've ever heard. We will also feature a recording from a group that Jonathan plays with at a bar in Winston-Salem called The Whiskey Box. Uh, And that group features Daniel Seraph on guitar and Court Winter on bass. As always, I'm going to put all this music and videos of all this music on our website, mrhaircut.org. Jonathan has put together great videos for all these tunes, so do yourself a favor and go check it out. Also, if you sign up for our email list, you can get the secret stuff we don't post on the blog delivered straight to you, so you don't have to remember to go to the website at all. And now... What's up? <laughs> no! Flaky. They're like the uh, biscuit that you you know generally like, but you wouldn't hire for a gig. <laughs> Good one, John Green on the biscuit joke. It's biscuit joke Thursday today. So I can generally say funny stuff, like just hanging out in person. But as soon as, as John soon hits as record, I'm like, oh. "Hey guys, um, welcome to my podcast." <laughs> This is I don't know what to talk ca- about anymore. Pod. <laughs> <laughs> I had a bunch of ideas that I wrote down right. for you, but I decided to not use them. And in hindsight, it was a terrible idea. It's always like every time we get together, it's like having sex for the first time with each other. I mean, I was gonna say I, I loved our first count. time. <laughs> yeah, man, you, you remember the first time we did it, John? I really <laughs> do. I mean. Uh, the, that oh, was the podcast. I mean, yeah. but was, sincerely, that was the first time I understood what raw dog meant. What is, what is raw dog? Mean? <laughs> My first time with John was oh, yeah. All of a oh, sudden, God, oh, a yeah. lot of different um, terms made made sense. He didn't. Um, he didn't feel comfortable with a lot of the words that I wanted him to call me. Well, I couldn't <laughs> pronunciate them. <laughs> Dude. Did you use your big black man hands and hold him down? Oh yeah, I know. But I had to that. make sure to put my uh, my <laughs> black man glove on, which is bigger than you know normal gloves. I thought they were smaller. No, they're definitely bigger. Okay. So unless you're an OJ Simpson, I was right? gonna say yeah, I'm sitting yeah. here going, "Is this going down the OJ route?" I don't want to say anything. <laughs> 
<laughs> all of a sudden, I feel really uncomfortable. Yeah. I'm just gonna be silent. <laughs> all I have to do to remind that all I have to do is remind you that I'm black to make you uncomfortable. I think. As if I forgot. <laughs> I will never let you forget. And for those of you listening at home or in your cars or on your radios, John Green is a giant black man, and he's very intimidating. I'm. <laughs> it's hard for me to even like tell black jokes when I'm sitting next to him. Good. So he, it should be hard for you to tell black jokes all the time. <laughs> Speaking of which, I think I have a black joke. Yeah. Let's start off with that. Well, let me have a biscuit first. Oh, jeez. The giant black man sitting next to me made biscuits this morning. I, I did, and they're dry. And, and there's grape jelly, for, because I'm black, and um, he's not using it, because apparently white people don't like grapes. Except the Romans. The Romans loved grapes. You remember every, like, painting of like Roman like classical Romans like some chick was hanging grapes in the Nero's mouth or whatever they just feed green them green grapes. grapes green grapes not the purple stuff hanging grapes yeah just like is that like hanging brain oh gotcha uh, so, I'm, I'm so still I actually had to pose I had to pose like the picture in order for him to understand what I was saying <laughs> the context because where we came from I was still in that mindset I'm like he's gonna he's gonna flip this they, gonna didn't they didn't have raw dogs they didn't have raw dogs in ancient Rome they were all raw dogs they were Rome, Rome dogs Rome dogs hey I've got a great Roman accent <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what accent this is not going to be <laughs> hey it's my bloody Roman accent <laughs> Was that Latin? Ah, sorry, yeah, that was Latin. Okay. <laughs> it's hard to do with that business. I take it you didn't take Latin in school, John? Oh, I, I took big Latin. Okay. I was trying to think of how to say it. No, you didn't. <laughs> <In big Latin. laughs> of course oh, I no, didn't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> then it was just going to come out. Oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> my, my schools have been really poor because, again, I'm black. They couldn't afford real Latin.
get rolling again, uh, I have a poem to read. Um, this was uh, one of my friends, Rachel Duane, wrote this poem today about Mr. Haircut. <clears throat> Here we go. I feel that Mr. Haircut is a serious heartbreaker whose spirit lives in a patch of coral at the bottom of the ocean. The mermaids come to him for bad advice because he is the embodiment of everything they want to hear. So thank you for listening. Um, if you have questions or comments, uh, please send them to us in poem form um, from our Haikus website. are preferred. Haikus are preferred, but you can go free form if you want to. Just let us know what you think about the show in a poem. We will also accept interpretive sculptures or a fictional story about Mr. Haircut. Okay. Oh, oh, um, uh, getting back to what I wanted to do, um, we, we were talking about answering and, and like questions and answering questions and, and, and doing all that stuff. And I feel like you can get lost whenever we talk about music as a language. And I wanted to do some call and response stuff between you and Matt while we're here. All right. So how do you so want to do it? You I'm just going to play a groove and I'm just going to let you guys do your thing. So how do you want to do it? You want to, uh, I will start by listening. Oh, so that means I gotta. <laughs> means I have to be the decider. I'm the decider. Is that a movie? Well, That's a George Bush quote. Actually. I think I think what would better suit this is if we don't discuss it, because that's what John's saying, right? Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we have to we have to translate this right now, just okay. Vis a vis axes. So. Should we even get key, or should we just go? I yeah, I can't talk to you. Okay. All from right. From now on. All right. There's a wall. Except well, I'm going to talk to you in another way. <laughs> Except there's not a wall. We're actually going to communicate. Yeah, we have to prove this. Right. This myth. Okay.
trying to make the most of it but um i thought what was cool about that yeah was that at first i was more lost than i was found <laughs> yeah you know yeah. but then we started hitting certain licks and we we found ourselves in the key of d but it could uh-huh. have been anything yeah. you know like there was d lydian at times d blues blues licks d minor at the mm-hmm. end you mm-hmm. know but it started out major it definitely morphed a lot. Yeah. Went through, yeah. But it was cool because I heard you do something. One thing that I was like, ooh, we're going minor here. Sometimes it would go minor and then resolve, mm-hmm. major, whatever. But And sometimes it didn't, you know, end great. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but yeah. the, the, the idea is I knew exactly what you were doing. You know, maybe not the very first moment that you started to do it. But, but by listening, uh-huh. you know, I was able to catch on and... Um, therefore the language of it we didn't need to discuss that you know right, once right. it went somewhere it went somewhere so uh, that's what i enjoy the most about it is is 
much as the debate may be that it's a language or it's not, like to a certain degree, just the fact that I, we didn't have to talk, you know. It's a communication, yeah. regardless of... Well, yeah. there's there's a certain cliche to it, too, though. You know, like yeah. cliche licks or sounds that, that got us on track, and then, then right. it was go from there, you know. That's true, yeah. That's I don't true. think that... I don't want to clarify this. I don't think there's any debate that this is a language. I think the idea is how, like, solid versus how abstract um, the language is. Because you know there are there is phrasing there there are all there are other aspects of language like syntax. Um, there are certain phrases and they, and depending on where they are, they perform certain functions, right? And so it has a lot more in common with language, like on in a real sense. Um, and the fact that you can read it and literally interpret, you know, yeah. what you're seeing on a page. Mm. Um, there's a lot to it, but I'm I'm the person that wants to clarify things for people that don't necessarily know what we mean because I don't know what we mean half the time when we talk yeah, artistically. Yeah, my my comment was more of a broad thing. Whoever's right. listening, right? You know, I I don't know. I can't remember the the back and forth you all had, but what, whatever the discussion might have been. But yeah, yeah, and I guess the goal of this podcast should be to clarify so that anybody can understand it, because because we as musicians have kind of our own language because we all experience the same things. And so I can be like, Oh yeah, we're kind of going diminished there. But you couldn't say that to a five year old and, and have them understand it or, or anybody, somebody who doesn't know music. So I guess we need to, we need to speak literally about things. We need to, to kind of have some concrete ideas about what things are and aren't. That's what I'm here for. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So all you have to do is be you. I'll be over here being me. <laughs> so so one thing that happened in that jam was we started out, I started trying, I started out playing licks. We were yeah. playing like single note lines. And then that kind of evolved into me playing chords while you were playing melodic lines. And that felt more like a communication to me than when I was playing single note stuff. Then when we were doing call and response I felt like we were communicating better when we were playing together, playing different things together. Yeah, but yeah, it, I agree. But it was less of uh, it was less language like. I mean, we can't both talk at the same time and communicate with each other. It would just be here, that's let's, like a, it's our own thing. Let's try right it. Let's there. talk at the same time. Yeah. So we're just all right. Ready? <laughs> Are we doing it right now? <laughs> let's do it right now. So I was trying. Uh, okay. All right. <laughs> Let's talk at the same time. So think about what you want to say. Okay. All right, ready? Yeah. One, two, one, two, ready. Back yep. to the so future these is biscuits the best were like movie of all time. really good biscuits. No debate John whatsoever. John was like, about he I made these biscuits probably before we got here this morning, and they were in. really flaky and delicious. All I know is the giraffes the... are real, <laughs> and they poop just like the rest of us. <laughs> yeah, very boring. I don't even know what you said. I don't. Yeah, I heard but I giraffes. knew what you said when we were playing. Right, exactly, and That's we were doing crazy. it at the same time, which was, which is a, a unique thing to music, to the language of music. I think that I don't know. It's the the, the function is different. Like both dynamics happen on stage, especially if you have two lead instruments. You mm-hmm. trade fours and things all the time, right? But when you sort of stepped back and started playing uh, chords you went into more of a big picture mode, which sort of included me as well. And so we stopped doing this whole, let's let's talk to each other and have a conversation, just the two of us. And it became more of like a group thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like we are right now. 
So like it was it all three became, tried talking yeah, together. Like, what do you got to say about this? And then I turned into a lead guitar player, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize sincerely. But that was your, but that was your function at yeah, that at moment. At the time, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And that's your function in a band. Like, anytime we're playing in a three-piece band with drums, bass, guitar, we each have our roles. John plays drums. And we play music, and it's like, <laughs> <laughs> wow! I was gonna try to hold that laugh in. Oh man! <laughs> All right, no, no, but seriously, like, it, that's not true. Drums are, drums are music, but, um, but we each have roles, and we have to fulfill them to to create something. So if we're trying to play a piece of music, it is. It wouldn't sound good if we were all doing the same thing at the same time. It would sound like nonsense, like when we talked about biscuits and giraffes. Um, but if we fulfill our roles, we're actually able to communicate and to create something through that communication. I also want to clear up at some point, maybe not at this time, but why jazz is not nonsense. Like, it's probably the most annoying, and I'm going to be on my soapbox for a second. It's probably the most annoying thing that I hear from non-musicians, that jazz just sounds like noise, like everybody's soloing at the same time. It's just that everyone's function is different than rock and roll, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I want to, at one point, sort of clear up that, and I want to talk about jazz improv and how our roles switch in, in that um, genre. Just not, not right now, but, you know, just wanted to say that out yeah, loud. yeah.
So my role in a cover band is to play the bass line, but that doesn't prevent communication. So I'm still, even playing that bass line, I'm communicating with everybody else in the band. And, and I can change things about that bass line to kind of say certain things or, or to kind of steer the whole thing in a different direction. Um, in fact, I can just change one note here or there or change, change the rhythm slightly to say something a little different, even while we're all playing at the same time. Okay, so um, playing things and saying things, it's like I don't want to get too much into the particulars of actual music because you guys were talking about like diminished stuff and yeah. uh, using numbers, and I know that a lot of times the people are not going to know what we're talking about, but um, I want an example of sort of the function of a change that you may use. Like what is it that you're trying to accomplish whenever you, let's just say, change a bass note? A lot of times I will do it just to change something. So so I really don't like stagnation, and I don't like doing same, things the same way over and over again. And especially in a cover band where you do – where you play the same songs, you know, two or three nights a week, every week, things can quickly get stale. And so a lot of times I'll change something, change a rhythm or um, add in, you know, some, some chords on top of what I'm playing um, just to be different. But that kind of, you know, when I do things like that, everybody in the band turns and looks at me. Yeah. And it's is, is like, yeah. Or like, what are you doing? Or they think it was wrong. Or they think it was wrong. Yeah. yeah. But regardless, I'm kind of bringing communication. I'm I'm saying something, even if that thing is as simple as like, "Hey, wake up," you know, like yeah. <laughs> it's listen. funny. Me, me, and Matt know don't know anything about uh, what you're talking about. We never change. We play everything exactly the same each time, <laughs> and we never, never embellish. John's, I don't believe that for a second. John's got dude. a lot of sarcasm right now, but um, in all honesty, yeah, and uh, you know, unfortunately, to talk about a cover band in this scenario, but if we're talking about roles, uh, it's it's funny because you know I've heard you play and you do like the piano line to "Don't Stop Believing," <laughs> right? You know, you're kind of the me of that band. You know, like we we play the tracks, so most of that stuff was covered, but when we don't. Mm-hmm. You know, for a for a band that relies on tracks sometimes to cover those other instruments when we don't use them on songs, I have to be larger than myself, right? Um, or cover more space. So a lot of times I'm trying to do that without pressing the envelope and messing people up, because like I said, it's, it's like sometimes you know you have a conversation with somebody that doesn't know what you're talking about, but they they keep talking, you know, right. but they're not really right or they they don't really understand where they're at. Sometimes I feel like that. I feel very lonely. Like I'm saying things that nobody understands. In actuality, it just sounds wrong to them. Right. You know, right. I mean, I've even, even had people who have come out to see our band multiple times, tons of times, come up and tell me how wrong I was on certain things. And I'm really? like, well, I, I don't even have the breath to tell you that you're wrong. And, and that <laughs> by you saying I'm wrong, you're negating everything I've ever learned from my phenomenal teachers and from phenomenal musicians. So sometimes I kind of toe that line, you know, because John will say certain nights like, hey, man, I heard you go for some stuff tonight. Well, I got a little out of hand because I usually try to control that. (laughs) So to him, it may sound like it's surprising, like, oh, I don't I've never heard Matt do that before, but it's actually daily basis for me. But I have to pick in that context. I may never mention that to him on a fusion gig. 
or right. Yeah, right, yeah, right, but yeah. but it, but in a cover band, yeah, and I it's like holding in a sneeze sometimes, man, because uh-huh. I want to say that thing. If I heard it, I want to play it. Yeah, even if it's not in "Don't Stop Believing." Right. You know, but I've been you know especially because most of that stuff is so '80s guitar heavy. I really just try to play the part as best as I can without messing anybody up. Yeah. Because I feel like if I try to play what I want to play, I'm just going to mess everybody up. Maybe not John, you know. Yeah. And that's not just any particular cover band. This is any cover band I've ever played in. It's like having a conversation with myself if I start to do that Mm because nobody's going to. So, and that's no diss. It's just, it is what it is. It is what it is you get into a situation where you're playing with a jazz musician or somebody who understands that fusion fusion guys and things like that then then i feel like we're talking you know yeah. like okay you're not a, uh not like it's a level thing but you understand what i said and i can press the envelope a little more cuz you understood that much mm-hmm. so sometimes you put little pebbles in people's path to see what they exactly. pick up yeah. and if they don't you don't go any further so i enjoy those nights and most most of my playing ends up with john he's in all those groups <laughs> so i if i fill in i end up playing with john anyways but i enjoy i enjoy it when he tells me that cuz not only is it flattering but it's also like man if only you knew like if only i got to do this with you all the time and you never heard me play cover music right. mm-hmm. you know then i feel like you might really see who i am but at the end of the day, the check is the check, and you gotta abide by that. But I can definitely appreciate trying trying to put some of that in, you know, yeah. either wake up guys or just, you know, trying to be have a moment, you know. But I try not to get too carried away with it. In our dinner set, um, it's gotten like that, you know. It's getting really, really jazzy, if that's a word, jazzy. But it's getting there, yeah. And it's getting so so far that it actually started sounding bad in my ear to a common listener. You know, if somebody's just at, you know, I don't want them spitting up their food at a wedding, but at the same time I'm listening to it and go, whoa, that's hip. That's really yeah. cool. Yeah. Wow. You know, but to them, it just sounds like gibberish, unfortunately, you know? So yeah, I, I the function that. is definitely different from jazz to right to the cover band. And uh, like I said, if you're speaking to, it's like being the quarterback and calling plays, nobody knows, you know, it's just, you can't do it. There. You can't do it. It's yeah, not the place for that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So we push the boundaries uh, of it, but as far it can only as go we, so far. Yeah. yeah, like there's this one lick that we do without fail in um, Brown Eyed Girl, going into the final like chorus. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear it, Matt. What, what you got? Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I know that bass line. So it's really tough. I think I played it in our other song, which which brings me to my point. But oh, I yeah? played it in minor. So do you want to like in our little call and response? Can we let's keep this like thirty seconds? Okay, so um, do you remember when? Well, so um, do you remember when? Okay. Generally speaking, it's funny because like (laughs) I think I started it before you, and I just waited for you to start, so I knew. Yeah, Yeah, I was still I was still singing it how how we normally do it in the group. That's fine, but something like that, overly gratuitous. Yeah, we used to sing. Yeah, Yeah. that's cool. I mean, you got to do stuff like that. Adam, the drummer in the cover band I play with, Adam Moses, and I have in pretty much every tune we play, we have these licks that we go to, and it's like the highlight of of my night is hitting these licks. Yeah. And it'll be like, you know, it doesn't fit with the song at all a lot of times. It's just like, it's just keeping it fun for us. Yeah. But but at the same time, for the listener, that keeps it fun for them too. If we're just up there going through the motions, nobody's enjoying it. Yeah. But if we're up there having fun and like hitting stuff and sometimes we miss it, ah, it's cool. 
but like we're up there laughing and having a good time. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. definitely with me and Matt specifically, even though I'm not sure how it became the two of us doing these things, um, but from hitting like hi-hat rhythms with, you know, him playing, like him catching some cymbals when I like choking some of my cymbals out to yeah. shooting birds when he holds out. <laughs> <laughs> we just try to have a good time, man. It's a long day. Time, it makes for a long day, so I try to enjoy as much as I can. But something you touched on earlier um, with your role in the group, you were saying like I could play a different bass note mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, that's one of the things I enjoy uh, strongly about playing in, in cover bands is most of the time, you know, you you being an exception, but most of the time the bass player is going to play how the record goes. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's our job, right? We're a cover band. We're right. supposed to be right. playing. So I'm actually not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. But, <laughs> right. um, but what I do enjoy about it being the only chordal instrument in my group, now I have total control over that. Um, as long as I understand the melody, that I don't mess mm-hmm. with that, you know, that his, his melody note doesn't conflict, I can change the chords whenever I want to. So if we're not playing to tracks, you'll usually see me take that liberty more often because it's not going to conflict with the track. Yeah. You know, but like even if you just played something as simple as one, six, four, five in the key of D, mm-hmm. you know, every time you hit that five, I do not have to play A. Right. I just have to play something that corresponds with the fact that you played A. Right. You know, so a lot of times I can play G over your A uh-huh. or G minor six. Give a different vibe, right? Yeah. Or I even F sharp. Just yeah. depending on how jazzy I want to get. So if it's a ballad or something. So I'm I'm right now playing G. G major seven. Or, I'm sorry, G minor major seven minor six. All I know is that it works over A, you know, yeah. so I get this cooler sound, you know. So I I actually enjoy that the bass stays the same. Stays the same, yeah. So that I can, you know, do that. So yeah. And I think on some of the gigs you and I have found are, within the first couple songs, we start realizing, okay, I can't do that because you, you take some liberties that might conflict with mine. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was interesting playing the first couple gigs with you because we kind of had to find our spot. Because yeah. you do a lot of the same things I do, but from... From a different instrument. Well, and we can't do them simultaneously all the time. You know? We can't do them simultaneously, but the more we've played together, we've kind of found a balance. Yeah, that's what I mean. So, so two like, or three songs in, I start to yeah, go, okay, all right, yeah. we're there, you know. And I'm like, all right, he changes it up too, so I'm going to stick to the bass line here. And sometimes I'm like, I bet he's going to go here, and I'll just follow you and do yeah. it with you. And that's that ends up being even cooler, I think. Those are the cooler moments, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they can either be a train wreck or super right. awesome. <laughs> exactly. That's, but yeah. that's every reason to go for it, yeah. you know. Especially when we're playing 7 a.m. gigs in the cafeteria. Of- and we're playing um, <laughs> something in 7. What did we play in 7? <laughs> that should not have been? Wow. Every the- breath yeah, that's right. take. Oh, yeah. That was cool, though. <laughs> yeah, it was cool. I mean, we messed up all over the place, but it was cool. Or I messed up. Remove you. One, two, one, two, one, two, two. <laughs> and now, the reason you sat through this whole podcast, Tidal Motion.
Oh, but first let's do let's do a little outro. Okay. Bye. <laughs> oh, that's it. <laughs> that's the outro. Okay, bye. Thank you guys for listening to Mr. Haircut. <laughs> I'm John Ray. With me is Jonathan Green, and the famous hard part. Exactly. Matt Sickles has joined us on guitar today. See, I generally when I'm doing this at home, I write stuff out so I don't go. Um, that's fine. <laughs> uh, thing I. Um, can't wait for you to get home. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, we're pros. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I had a blast. Good. <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed it. <laughs>